Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Dice Camera Action. We have got a full house today uh, with uh, a regular cast, of course, and three beloved guest stars, our members of the Chickenfoot Coven. And uh, we will uh, introduce them to you again momentarily. But before we do that, let me do a brief recap of what has happened that has any bearing whatsoever on tonight's adventure. Previously in Dice Camera Action, Diath got his hands on an iron flask and released the fire primordial Megara the Dawn Titan from inside of it. I thought this episode was about making pies. (laughs) (laughs) Can't make pies without fire. Um, And so um, he did this in the bowels of a fire giant stronghold and in the process of doing so incinerated accidentally a bunch of dwarven slaves whom the fire giants had kept prisoner. Months later, back in Waterdeep, Diath was visited by members of dwarven clans, not wanting vengeance for his actions, but recompense compensation in the form of a hell of a lot of gold pieces rumored to be hidden somewhere in Waterdeep by its previous open lord, Dagult Never Ember. Uh, Coins that had been minted in dwarven foundries and uh, embezzled by Lord Never Ember. And then the dwarves left D.F. alone to carry off on this task. But various interceding things have happened since and Uh, not a lot of progress has been made in tracking down the gold. However, last week, the crew was invited to the Castellanter estate, a wealthy noble estate owned and lived in by Victoro and Amalia Castellanter, local lords who run a money-lending operation, as well as other businesses in the city, very, very rich, and apparently have ties to Asmodeus, the lord of the Nine Hells. Oh, you know, as one does. Yes, exactly. And so they told, you, they told you a sad story in which their family was on hard times and in order to extricate themselves from the situation, made a deal with Asmodeus, the terms of which included the souls of their three children, one of which has already been claimed, two of which are in danger of being claimed if the Waffle Crew doesn't help them find enough gold to buy themselves out of their predicament, for which the Castellanters will... Um, well, they're, they're open to help the Waffle Crew any way they need in exchange for the Waffle Crew's help securing this gold. While these negotiations were going on, um, 
Simon wandered off into the Castellanter estate. When Paulton finally tracked him down, it was only in a hidden temple of Asmodeus deep below the residence where Simon was being indoctrinated into a devil-worshipping cult. You know, as children do. Yes. Paulton was able to use a mass suggestion spell to help liberate Simon from the clutches of these devil worshippers before... uh, uh, while the rest of the Waffle crew was meeting a chain devil that used to be the Castellanter's eldest son. Paulton? What? What do you do once you have Simon back? Um. Uh, well, let's see. We're we're still in the uh, in that the the legend of this hidden temple. Yes. Okay. Um, and you had uh, you had sicked some cultists on this devil that had interposed itself between you and your escape. Right. The the Mandusa. Yes. Um. So as they're attacking, mm-hmm. uh, and they're still like the the tiefling. Yes, she was the one who was not... She was the only one who saved against your spell. Right. So I, like, turn to her. I'm just like, so is that a problem? Is that a bad? Should they not, they not have done that? You can see that she's just screaming at them all to stop. Okay. I, I think I can piece together the yeah. answer out of that. Um, great. So I'm going to... Run. Okay. Uh, Simon goes with you, tells you he doesn't like this place. Yeah, me neither. And so you run. Yep, we leave. Yep. And (laughs) at some point during the negotiations with the Castellanters, Diath, Evelyn, and Strix, you all see Paulton has just kind of returned, and he's got Simon by the hand. And hey! Simon just waves. Did you have fun playing, Simon? Yes, he did. He had tons of fun. Did you play with all the other kids? I couldn't find him. But he found the library. Yeah. Some books. Yeah. Books. Reading is fun. What'd you Mm -hmm. read? My inside check this. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Can I can I can I deceive against then? (laughs) You can, but Simon might not. Uh, I only rolled a ten, so Okay. Okay. I just okay. I'm just gonna say that I know they're lying, but I don't care. Okay. <laughs> so how's uh how's how's negotiations? Are we good? Are we done here? I think everything's gotten worse, but I'm not sure. I don't think we have a very clear idea of what it is that we get out of this, but that's fine. We can just help. Yeah, that's something that we can decide amongst yourselves mm-hmm. in the coming days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Castellanters have said that they're comfortable with that. Yeah. Great. So All right. we'll, well, have a, we'll have a lot of discussion to do back home. Yeah, where we should go right now to discuss. For yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Paulton. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Dude, you, you're always on top of it. You're, you're, All right, let's go. That's good. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yes, I believe our work is done here. Mm-hmm. Says, oh, God, I forgot you were here. Says the gift, <laughs> says the gift commodore who's been standing around. Mm. 
trying not Mom to. Just keeps like looking over her shoulder. It's like, yeah, we're good, we're good, we're good. All wrapped up, and we can send people for the paperwork. It'll it'll be fine. It's it's good. Can we go? You've been in a real hurry. I mean, don't you <laughs> want to stay for like? Oh, just like time is just such a precious commodity, and God oh, knows how true. much we even well, have. Well, Sander does know. Yeah. Yeah. Paul's actually right. We have very little time to figure a lot of things out. Mm-hmm. And there is definitely nothing I'm avoiding that will not come back to bite me in the ass in like an entire season. So we're good. Let's go. That's great. Let's thank okay. the Castle Lanters for their kind hospitality and we'll get back to them soon. Mm. Okay. And what exactly are we supposed to do in the meantime for them? Steal gold? Not steal. No. Find? No. To- we got the auction coming up and we're supposed to help them secure the stone of galore. In the meantime, we can think about things that we want them to do for, for us. Can we buy other stuff at the auction? That seems like more stuff to discuss when we leave now. <laughs> now. Okay. You know, maybe. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. I'm the- like, like, I'm just going to say goodbye, but I'm also going to make suspicious eyes at them. <laughs> at the castle enters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they will make sure that their tiefling manservant uh, sees you toward the exit with all due haste by the most direct route. Mm-hmm. May Lathander bless and shine upon you and your house. They thank you for the blessing. And as you leave, uh, you can see that the Castellanter... It takes only a minute for the Castellanter coach to circle around outside the front gates to bear you safely back to Trollskull Alley should you wish to travel by that route. Uh, there's, a castle, there's a driver in Castellanter livery waiting. Yeah, they had the uh, 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 someone from the City Watch escort us there. Would he also be escorting us back? No. That's fine. Okay. Because there will be a City Watch escort. That's true. Captain Woodrow. Precisely. Okay, so when you are taken back to Trollskull Alley, the coachman doesn't wait long. As soon as you basically disembark and Warrington hops off the back, uh, it takes off, uh, returning whence it came. You see, sitting outside on the stoop of the Waffle House, three familiar faces. A Loxodon a Shatterkai, and a Kobold. Um, now, remind us about your characters, Brian, Cameron, Kika. Just give us sort of a one-line summary or a two-line summary of who your characters are. We'll, uh, we'll start with Brian. A, uh, a halt, um. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Critter's a, uh, he's a kobold, uh, real ratty, covered in a, uh, like, uh, patchwork leather cloak, uh, looks and probably smells pretty gross. He's a kobold with a heart of gold and a patchwork cloak. Cameron? Uh, pretty much the exact opposite. Large, hulking figure, like, clean and pristine, and very kind of docile and, uh, like, still stunning white clothing. Great. Okay, so we've got a we've got a pristine docile loxodon with a heart of gold, and uh, Dierna. Dierna is a, a dumpster gremlin. Well, no, she's a shattered Kai who has like just everything about her is completely white and like pretty clean, but it's pretty um, obvious that her clothing is old and 
worn. Almost ghostly. Uh, yeah, she she basically just looks like the ghost of a Shatterkai. Nice. All right, and a Shatterkai with a heart of gold. Now, um, <laughs> the three of them... <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Uh, but you guys showed up for your regular shift, and, to, and you probably have some ingredients and other things that you customarily bring with you to keep the, the kitchen stocked. But you came to find the waffle crew basically locked up tight, which is unusual. Usually there's somebody home, or they just don't bother locking the doors. I was going to say, I don't know if it's locked at all. <laughs> yeah, it's all locked up. And, and so the three of you have been waiting to see if anybody shows up. And you haven't been waiting long, maybe like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, when you saw this coach, this, this wealthy, rich-looking, gold-bedecked coach pull up and the waffle crew just sort of pour out of it. And this is also the first time that you've uh, seen Simon uh, in his new form. Uh, so you're a little surprised by this young boy who has the features of the wooden puppet you saw before, but now appears to be fully human. Yeah, when Strix sees them, she's going to be like, oh, I'm so glad that you're enjoying some fresh air between working. That's really important. It's awful. <laughs> it's really important. It's awful. It's- Way too bright out here. Also, what are you doing out here? The door's locked. Did we lock the door? No. Ah. And Strix, like, immediately looks at Dieth and, like, locks door problem. She's like, whoop. Wait. Didn't we lock the door? I feel like we locked the door. We dropped the kids off. I've never locked the door. And we locked the door. Hey, 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 um, hey, excuse me? Yes, Paulton. Ah, thank you. Uh... Who the hell are these? They've been here for months. <laughs> Why are they in the kitchen? You're just going to look at Evelyn and point at Paulton and say, is that the one that you're in love with? But, uh, I love si- Simon, will ju- Simon will just look up at this guy and say, yes. We have a kitchen? <laughs> They've been here for months. They clearly know your darkest secrets. Well, I mean, it's it's broadcast to, like, 1,500 people a week, so that's not surprising. But, like, who, like, why don't I? All right. Hey. Do you, Paulton, do you honestly think that I make all the pies by myself? There's, like. Yeah. You know magic. Aw. I mean, that's that's probably the nicest thing you ever have said to me. So I'm just going to sit here silently for a moment yeah. and, and weep. Welcome. weep a little. And she weeps. She stop. weeps a little. Stop. God, no. St- stop it. I'm still weeping. Stop. Yuna uh, is going to try to cheer up Strix by giving her a skull. Oh, that's fun. She immediately stops weeping. <laughs> How come no one gives me skulls around here? I love this. This is great. Well, is, it, is, this? is it a human oh. skull or is it like a, yeah, who's this? a cat it's skull? It's a bugbear skull. Oh, geez. Oh, wow. That's kind of big. That's good size. Yeah. You just had that, like, hidden away in a pouch. So yeah. I have two bags of skulls. <laughs> I mean, this is great, though. Like, she'll find, like, a dead potted plant, which is most likely outside mm-hmm. of the house, mm-hmm. and just kind of, like, sit it there ornamentally and be like, I like it. Thank you. Uh, I never got the skull memo. The door's still locked. Yeah. Death. I'll, I'll unlock it. Thank you, Squidly's dad. Okay. <laughs> See, they've been here for months. <laughs> uh, the, they've been listening all along. The door key does not seem to work. Oh, no. Did we have to pay rent? Well, Did we get locked out by the council? The government? Is there a government? 
Can I, I just, would can... like to unlock it, not using the door key. Okay. Ooh. Rogue fancy. Go ahead and make your dexterity check. It just be like, uh, DS mindset just kind of being something like, there must be something wrong with all tumbles and, and, and the mechanisms are mm-hmm. just off. Yes! Yes, it feels so good! <laughs> <laughs> Natural 20! Yes! Oh, man! The so what is that? Work and he's just like, eh, pop. Yeah, just pretty just much. Anyway. What is that with all your bonuses? 39. Jeez, oh, my God. Please. Damn! <laughs> That's dumb. All right, yes. Can you, like, like, just make a new lock then and there? <laughs> <laughs> he's just kind of, like, blue in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all the tumblers <laughs> opened. Uh, yeah, so you, you just uh, very, very quickly, effortlessly uh, like, right, pop right it open. The, as the key unlocks, like, Paulton's, like, standing there with a rock next to a window and, like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) One thing you did notice, Paulton, as you're standing there ready to break the window is that all of the curtains are drawn. Do I find this suspicious? Eh, We've never drawn the curtains. Usually you don't care about drawing curtains before you leave. Mm. That's weird. All right, uh, so, yes, DF, you... uh, you can push open the door, and you can see, well, you don't have dark vision, uh, and there's no real light entering the tap room with all of the windows covered. So it's pitch black inside. Oof. Can I peer around, like, which I probably would be doing anyway to look inside, like, Can I peer, too, because I'm very nosy? Yeah, you can do the Scooby-Doo thing, like, dunk, yeah. dunk, 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 dunk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Everybody with dark vision peers in. Uh, over. I, I see it's dark, I'm just like... Why can't I see anything? I just cast dancing lights. <laughs> okay. So as you're looking in the dark vision and then suddenly there are all these torch flames uh, bobbing around in the room, you can see that there appears to be a lone occupant. Uh, he is sitting in the corner in Strad von Cherovich. Oh, not good. I'm not... Nope. Uh, his, his legs crossed. Um... It's a it's a sort of a, a thin figure, uh, and based on the color of his skin, you'd think he was a drow. Oh no! Don't worry, I took conversational drow in high school. But you can't <laughs> yes, you can't quite see his face because it's sort of covered by the b- large, wide brim of a hat. No, no, with a feather. Strix, a, this- one, of, one of your. Your pie makers is sitting in my chair. That's... Where am I supposed to sit? Okay, Strix looks in and says, Are you here to become part of the coven? <clears throat> Holly didn't want Strix to do that. Uh, he'll, he'll drum his fingers on the armrest of Stronvod Cherovich and say, I am here with an offer of a partnership. One that is mutually beneficial for all concerned. I'm going to command uh, Strad von Cherovich to just kind of tip over and dump him out. <laughs> okay. Yes, when you, when you cast the spell and Cherovich animates and kind of heaves him out, he just sort of hops to his feet and looks back at the chair. Was what I consider his posture threatening. Uh, he does not have any weapons drawn, although there is a rapier um, okay. sheathed to his belt. Ooh, a partnership? Like some sort of sponsorship or like a collab? Like, DF handles the money, but I can help with the creative. We can produce something real nice. Or do you own a local business that you want to co, you know, promote with us? Or hey, what? Evelyn, Evelyn, you know, before you start saying those things, why don't you check to see if they're super evil? 
Oh, okay. Um, well, hello, nice to meet you. I'm Evelyn Marthane in the service of Lathander. Do you mind he'll, if I just he'll check come? Real he'll uh, make his way just very um, uh, non-threateningly over to you and uh, say, "Do come in, please." Oh, um, oh, thank you. Our house. When he gets closer, <laughs> I imagine of our street. When he's close enough, I imagine he's in range of my eldritch sight. So I want to know how many magic things he has on him. All of them. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yes. All of them. Uh, I'm gonna hide behind the loxodon. This should also be a voice that Dieth immediately recognizes. Yes, right? you recognize yeah. this voice as speaking to you while you were incarcerated in Castle Waterdeep's dungeon. Yeah, I couldn't really see him. Correct. Neat. Yes. Should I put on some tea for a visitor? Yes. yes, please! Herlock, please. They host now? They've done it the whole time! Where have I been? It's dark in here. I just started opening curtains. <laughs> He's got at least eight magic items on him. Uh, Fix is like stopping Paulton. Like, no, don't open the. He wants the curtains closed. Don't open the curtains. I'm going to use awakened mind to tell everybody else about like the magic items on him and what's magic. And Evelyn also used divine sense on Strix's suggestion to find out how evil he is. Not at all. (laughs) He is a lovely guest, and I don't know why anyone would suspect that he was evil. Who the hell is talking to me? <laughs> Don't do that. Strix is like, look, they have magic. You're not my boss. It's true. I'm Are you your sure? boss. <laughs> yeah. My name's on the least. Wait, is my name on the least? Guys? <laughs> we have a least? <laughs> I don't think you've ever bothered to check. I think there's a lot of logistics we need to talk about. I'm just going to pour Paulton a glass of wine to get him to stop asking questions. <laughs> Like, That's why he doesn't remember anyone. <laughs> like, look, you can't just expect to. Oh. <laughs> That's what's happened every time. They're yep. fine. Uh, Strix doesn't know what to do with this, so she's just going to say, "You know what? All right, Coven, let's let's get in the kitchen. We'll make some pies. We'll make our guests feel at home. Uh, what sort of pie would you like? Uh, we didn't get your name. What's your name? Permit me to introduce myself. I am Jalaxel Banway. Oh, that's a pretty name. How Where, uh, and I, he says, not as pretty as yours, my lady. And he, he leans in and kisses your hand. <gasps> oh. Oh, I see. We're, we're back Delighted. to this. Todd number two. No, this is Paul's just like, it just, it, it just feels like a fallback trade at this point now. Like, it's so, like, every time now. I'm just, I'm not, a, I just, I'm, just, anyway, carry on. Are you jealous? I mean, I could flirt with you if you want. I am not here to partake of your pies, although I believe they are quite good. I am here on a very important matter, and that is I want to work with you to create the perfect pie. (gasps) Um, I mean, our pies are perfect already. Well, there there is a food critic, arguably the finest food critic in all of Faroon, who has arrived in Waterdeep, and I have invited him to come by here and try this pie that we are going why, to create. Why is everyone coming here together? They have been. What? I don't pay attention. This to is any. a shop, sir. Wait, wait, wait. Which food critic? 
His name is Ranzin Shobal. Oh from- my gosh, Ranzin Shobal, the one who has like a million Instagram followers? Exactly, the same. I'm, oh, I'm done. Goodbye, everyone. D&D's over. <laughs> <laughs> I have taken the liberté to bring with me the recipe that we will be making. And he hands uh, Strix a black scroll tube. Okay. With bone stoppers at each end. I like that. That's neat looking. I will dramatically yes. open no, it and say, no, there's no pie we can't make. No, no, nothing you have on display is going to measure up to runs and standards, of course. He's looking for something truly exceptional, made with only the finest ingredients. Well, that should be fine. You know, we have our own fresh eggs, and, and you know, we, we have enough. So I'll look at it. I'm saying this as I'm looking at it. You, you look at it. Tell me how bad it is. You see, like. you see a recipe for Luskin Fractal Helix Apple Pie. Okay. <laughs> All of us just blink for a while. <laughs> All right. He says, most of the ingredients are readily available in your market, I am sure, but there are two that are particularly important that we will not be able to get through customary channels. All right. I'm, I'm ready. Are you, like, this critic's manager, or what's, you know, why are you involved? No, no, not at all. I have endeavored in the past to impress this critic with some of my own gourmet cooking and cuisine. And, in fact, last year, when he was uh, in my neck of the woods, I made a pie for him, which he found somewhat lacking. And it was mostly underdark ingredients, which did not sit well with him, apparently. So we're going to try something more to his tastes this time. You see, the only thing you need to know about me is that I like to win. Oh. You have, like, a thing for him? Not at all. Oh. I just like to win. Oh. Well, if we make it, how is that you winning? Well, you see, he has come here to try a number of pies... Uh, made by all of the finest chefs in the city and all of the finest bakers. <laughs> and wow. it is now incumbent upon us to put them all to shame. Oh, so it's like a team-up. It's like a, like a crossover. My recipe and my gourmet sensibilities, coupled with the, uh, the, the baking acumen of this fine establishment, how can we lose? Well, we can lose, actually, and that's something else I need to discuss with you. Our greatest competition is going to be a dragonborn butcher baker named Thracus. We will have to make sure that his pie does not impress. Is he also a candlestick maker? I, that I do not know. Hmm. And when you say make sure his pie does not impress, we poison it. No, we're not poisoning it. No, we've talked about this. I'm just, not a lot, just a We've little done. bit. We just do, we do whatever poison. is necessary to ensure that our pie wins and his pie loses. Yeah, just a little poison. I, we've talked about no poison. Fine. Okay. Perlax blubbering back out tea service for nine at this point. <laughs> Perfect. Perlax, like Strix is just all praise. Like You really do make the best tea. Uh, Evelyn, when she sees this many placements, is like, oh, the kids. We forgot about the kids again. I'll get them. Hey. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mystery Man, well, it would be great to work with you. Um, I was under the impression that everybody who works at this establishment needs to be buried alive first. 
<laughs> in the interest of fairness. No, he's a contractor. No, no. Well, says Simon, I think I'm going to go upstairs and contemplate the merits of satanic cults in Dungeons and Dragons. Bye. Speaking of which, who is that kid? Not him too. I hate this. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> this seems like a y'all thing. So I'll leave y'all to it. And that. Wait, we don't know what. Wait, we don't know what. We don't know what the ingredients are yet. We might need your help, Halton. Please. Cool. Ping me if you do. Uh, I think my son might be considering a cult life, so I'm gonna go up there and uh, just follow up. Bye. All right. All right. Uh, the only ingredients that we will need to really make sure we get are, even though it is an apple pie, a lot of the flavor will be brought out by the addition of some very rare. Very exquisite character pears. Character pears. Is that one of the hells? Uh, no. Oh, all right. But as far That's as I can, theory. as far as Sorry. I can tell, there is only one place in the city that grows them. Mm-hmm. A local wizard. He has a character pear tree, or so I've been told. Mm-hmm. His name is Quan Volio. Really quick, like, as Paulton was, like, going up, he, like, walks by Evelyn and just, like, leans in and goes, our son's first fourth wall break. I don't know what that means, but I think it's real special. It's okay. Uh, Is this wizard most likely not going to part with these pairs? I, I believe that he is very, very proud of his pearls, and if he is not willing to give them up, we may have to take them by force. All right. I'm, I'm thinking I'll probably have to make the pie so that we can make sure that it's the best, but I'm looking at the, the coven, like like sizing everyone up, and I look back at at um, Dave and even like, who do you think would be the best to send to get the pears? We, only, we could get by with only, say, three of them. Three pairs. I'm guessing that you're either going to have to convince him, put him to sleep, or uh, take them. I'm sure he would just give them if we asked real nice. I agree. We can buy them. That's hmm. true, too. Or trade. Jarlaxel takes Diath aside and says, You are no doubt wondering, after our last conversation, how we've ended up in this strange predicament. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I, I must admit, I was not prepared to see you again so soon, but the discovery that Rans and Shabal was going to be in Waterdeep, and hey, I'm in Waterdeep now, it's just too great an opportunity to pass by. A chance to redeem myself from my last failure, as it will. And toward that end, I'm willing to bury the hatchet and put aside any past differences we may have developed over the little short time we've known each other. And work, I mean, work toward a common end, become friends even, partners, in all affairs. I will even split the gold with you, I'll tell you what. If we can win Ransom Chauval over and make the best pie he has ever tasted, I will donate my share of the gold to the children of Waterdeep. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> I have left you speechless, I can tell. <laughs> some things are more important than... Some things are more important than gold, you know. Winning, for instance. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, any past grievances we had can be simply glossed over. I mean, you already 
imparted a lot of great information upon me, so I see no reason that I should bear any grudge against you. Very enlightened. And in the spirit of competition, you're right. Winning is great, and nothing would make these fine folks better than showing off and that the fact that they are the finest pie makers around. Uh, he he sort of he sort of uh, lifts up his eye patch, looks at them, closes it back down, and uh, says, "No doubt." Oh, but there is one other ingredient that will be particularly hard to find, and it is the, it's the third one on the list there. In place of the cinnamon, we need some white lichen, which you can only get around here at the bottom of the harbor. To that end, I have approached another wizard in Waterdeep. Uh, her name is Grinda Garloff. She has a device that you can use to go down under the water and scrape some of the lichen off an old wreck and bring it back to the surface where we can cook it, dry it out, and use it as a cinnamon substitute. Alton likes diving. So white, white, white lichen, is that like a fungus or an algae? A it, lichen. It, it is a lichen. It, is, it grows on things under the water. Oh, yeah, I know what a lichen is. I've been to the water a lot. I've fished. <laughs> yeah, you can do it. You can do it to you if you hear. You fished. Now, this this uh, this apparatus that she has for going under the water can hold at least two people, I believe. It is quite cramped, but it should serve our needs. Huh. Uh, fa- fa- fascinating. Okay. Got it. Everything well, else we can get from your cupboards or from the market. Well, great. This should be easy then. We have plenty of staff. Uh, will you be sticking around to partake in the creation process? Oh, no, I will be with the recipe in hand. I am sure Strix can more than manage. And once you dispense with all of the uh, tasks that need to be done, I'm going to be spending my time taking the fair Lady Evelyn for a walk. Oh. Uh. And uh, she'll come over, he'll come over to you and he says, this is, a, this is a wondrous time of year to go walking in the, the city of the dead. And there I will show you have you ever seen the brilliant Heliodonus? No. They are flowers that glimmer with the light of the sun. I love flowers <laughs> and the sun. Well, d- Strix, do you need my help with the No. Sun? Just Yay! no. Okay, I, can I don't think I can you. stop this either. It, this happens at least twice a week. What does? Nothing. Just go. Oh, okay. Alton, like... Just instantly, it's just like Sun. not even running down, just like flipping over, stumbling. <laughs> <like a ball>. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> I'm here now. What's <laughs> up, everyone? I'm going on a walk. <laughs> ha! Like said, looks at drugs. Ha! Should take Paulton with you. I'm sure he'd like it. Do you like yeah. flowers, Paulton? Paulton, we don't honestly need your help anymore. Please just go with them. Oh, I've been waiting forever to hear you say that. All righty. Um, oh, wait, let me go back up and check on Simon really quick because I'm sure there was dialogue to be exchanged. Right. <laughs> so actually, probably before you bailed on him, there was just enough time for him to tell you that, you know that little kobold creature down there? Downstairs? Dad? Yeah. 
Yeah, so remember, remember when we were supposed to put them through tests and you just said, do whatever you want? And yeah. <laughs> oh, that was them. They took the yeah, test. Yeah, so I... I oh, they passed. I, I, cool. Well, I, I took him out to the mud flats to try to get some of the wine and he didn't mm-hmm. make it. And so I left him in the mud. But he was... But he was downstairs. Yeah, I guess he survived. <laughs> <laughs> Do I find it not likely that he would be able to survive knowing the... Um, you can imagine him being able to extricate himself from the mud and crawl back to the city. Okay. Well... And you're not surprised that Simon left him there. It's like, well, you're learning well, so... <laughs> and then your alarm goes off. It's like, oh! <laughs> tumble, 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 tumble. Mm-hmm. And they, and here we are. A walk, huh? Walk sounds great. Out in the sunlight. Is it day or night? Day. Out in the sunlight. <laughs> I uh, telepathically say to Paulton, when Drow have sunlight sensitivity, he will be. It will be harder for him to defend himself. And then I want to slip him a dagger. Thanks. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I'm I'm too focused on this pie. I'm just like, all right, it's dangerous to go underwater. I'm and, and, and Paulton Evelyn, just go with go with Darlaxel. Just both of you go. Just just yeah. go. Evelyn, if you go with him, uh enjoy the walk. Maybe you get a time to ask him a few questions. Perhaps about I don't know. Andrew Flowers? Moore. What? A- Andrew Morn. And Andrew Morn? Probably Ask Draxel about that. Oh. Should be good. Is there any any particular information I should know? Well, or ask him about Father Son Bright. That's fine, too. He, guy knows a lot. That's he knows true. a lot. How do you know that? Yeah, how do you know that? We've talked. Yeah. Oh. So you you get, do you get, is it like secret coffee or you go to the, the pub? Uh, No. Those would be pleasant things. <laughs> That's right. We don't do things like that. Yeah. I forgot. Okay. I'll, I'll be sure to tell you about it sometime. Okay. <sighs> nice, wonderful walk. Sounds good. Yeah, uh, How does Laxel react to the fact that I'm just assuming that Paulton can come with us? He doesn't seem to care. Um, uh, and But he, he says, Oh, uh, before we leave, the... Ranzen is going to be coming by tomorrow, so you have plenty of time to bake the pie once you get the ingredients, of course. That should be a priority. And the other priority should be making sure that Thrakus and his dreadful meat pie does not win Ranzen over. Right. You'll find Thrakus. He is a dragonborn who lives in the field ward. He has a butcher shop there. All right. All right. I sort of look around and I kind of go, all right, Dierna, you have to take care of the dragonborn. You do not kill him. Oh. You do not. You do not. You just make him very sleepy. I... Sleepy. Very sleep. Not, like, still breathing. She just starts furiously rummaging through her herbalism kit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just very sleepy. Uh, what if I just... Yes. Maybe I can steal all his pies. That's... 
that's too obvious. Just go in and I'll like, I'll be like, buy a pie and then somehow make him sleepy. I don't, I don't care how you do it. Jarlaxle says, Thacker is known for having some sort of secret ingredient in his meat pies. If you can find that out, I will pay you for that secret. Just wow, see? It will be done. I, I trust you. I trust why? you with this task. I don't know why I trust anyone to be 100% honest with you. It usually doesn't work out for me. You stop that. It's not safe. Yeah, you're right. Well, what's water boundaries? Anyway, uh, let's see. And she looks over at um, Perlock. And she's like, DF, would you rather I go with you underwater so in case something bad happens, I can teleport us out? And then you can survive. Well, you got to be here to actually make the pie. Yeah. I'm pretty familiar with the Harbor District, so it should be too difficult for me to get there. All right. And Well, uh, I think if two of you can fit, I think that you should go with Critter. I think so, too, because it's either two of us or one Perlock. Right, yes. Perlock should not go underwater. Yeah. (laughs) No. No I can't fit in most things. No, so Critter, you're going to go with Dieth and keep him safe underwater and Perlock, you're going to go and make friends with the pear wizard and i will i suppose stay here unless if you do if you need help no i have to make the pie you all have to go get the ingredients i have to make the perfect crust it has to be perfect warrington will say i can go with him my negotiation skills are tip top you know I think both of you would make an extremely obvious team. I once negotiated a treaty with the Artok. They're plant people. Did you use a gun? (laughs) (laughs) Are guns for negotiating? No. No, we used the guns later after the negotiation collapsed. So then you didn't negotiate a treaty? No, the treaty was in place. It just didn't last very long. Oh, whatever, Warrington. You go with Perlock. Just be tall and pick pears. I don't know. Yes, I believe our height will avail us greatly in this endeavor. What? Excellent. Excellent. Um, maybe bring some something, some leverage for this wizard. Something that you know, both of you. You're both from, not from around here. So maybe knowledge. Bring him. Bring him some knowledge of of your your home worlds or planes or I don't even know where you're from and I haven't even bothered to figure that out. I have a cursed sword he might like. No, you're going to need that. <laughs> if he is a wizard, perhaps he is interested in magic. Yes, exactly. Uh, I have a damp tube sock if anybody wants to borrow that. You're going in the water. <laughs> the tube sock is coming with you. It's oh, going to get more damp. Wet, real wet tube sock. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, just you give that to Diaz if he looks sad. Uh, don't. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I'm, I'm great. In fact, good. anytime a Diet looks sad, you just give him something. <laughs> that's usually what I do to sad people, yeah. Me too. <laughs> See? That's why you work here. It makes everybody happy. Yeah. Even like if he DF, doesn't know you gave it to him. I feel like DF looks sad right now. Hold on. I got something for you, buddy. Wait. I, I got you, bud. I reach in, and I take out the dagger I was just given. I'm like, I got this for you, bud. Enjoy it. <laughs> May it serve you well. Fairness, it is a nice dagger. Do you take the dagger more 
just be like, you shouldn't have this. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. They gave me a gun earlier. Dagger's not going to. All right. We have our plans. Are we ready? We're going to make the best pie that Waterdeep and Jarlaxle, maybe, I don't know, has ever seen. Also, and she like kind of walks over to DF and is like, make sure that the lichen isn't a poison. Okay. All right, we're ready. Right. Now break. And people leave. Uh, so Jarlaxle, before he steps outside, uh, he uh, sort of just sort of rubs the, the tip of the brim of his hat and transforms before your eyes into a human uh, who is uh, uh, sort of got a nice tan uh Beautiful uh, jade eyes, dark hair down to his shoulders, swept back away from his face, and then he pulls out of his vest a pair of John Lennon sunglasses <laughs> and puts Are them those Gucci yard? and puts them on the bridge of his nose and just sort of pushes them up uh, to the top of his nose. You can see he actually looks a lot like Paulton, only a couple inches taller. <laughs> Everyone claps. Wow, that's so neat. Paulton can't do that. <laughs> so is this like a disguise or is this your true form or can you look like it however you want? No, my lady, I, I presented you with my true form earlier, but I find that some of the people in this city, although they are very tolerant, f- tend to be somewhat off-put by the presence of a drow. Mm, that's too bad. It is too mm. bad. A shame. Very much a shame. Also, in aliens, he's like, um, I'm not sure how well that's going to fly. Most of it's trademarked, so you might want to get an original idea there. <laughs> <laughs> I am quite comfortable in my current form, thank you. I am not. And you do whatever you need to feel comfortable. And even like puts her arm through the crook of his arm yep. and like pats his arm reassuringly. And and just, you walk outside <laughs> into the sun. Yeah, Str- Wall Strix is like, get out, I have a pie to make, leave! <laughs> she starts to whack people with a broom. Yeah, exactly. She's like, get out! Okay, so you all kind of spill out, Perlock, Warrington, Dieth, Paulton, Jarlaxle, Evelyn. Critter, Dierna, you're all now standing out in the street getting your bearings. Yeah, and, and Strix will like like open the door too and look at Critter and you she's like, keep him safe. And then hits him with the broom a little bit and then goes back inside. Ow. <laughs> all right. Hey, Squidly's dad, can I dagger? Sorry, what's that? Dierna says to D A Squidly's dad, can I borrow a dagger? Oh, you were talking to me? Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't hear my name. <laughs> <laughs> He'll give that Dearness dagger back. Okay. Uh, Don't hurt yeah. anyone with it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, in, order to, in order to get to the wizard Quan Volio, um, who has a tower in the... Uh, no, sorry, the Southern Ward. Uh, Perlock and Warrington will have to basically walk south through um, 
this, this ward that they're currently in, basically through residential streets, and then hug the wall of the city of the dead. So actually, they can kind of follow um, Jarlaxle, Evelyn, and Paulton for a short bit of their journey to the southern ward before they have to split off. Um, Diath and Critter, you want to head to the dock ward. You can also follow them for a little bit, but eventually you're going to want to veer off to one of the main roads and then head south uh, to the dock ward on your own path. Dirna, your path takes you in a completely opposite direction from everybody else. You'll be heading north out of this district into the grubby, rat-infested, low-level field ward, kind of like Waterdeep's cesspool. And uh, therein, hopefully, find Thrakus's butcher shop. So you're the first one to part company with everyone else. Okay. Uh, Are you all trying to get to your destinations on foot? Waterdeep is not so big that you can't get to where you want to go within an hour or two on foot. Probably. And it's a nice day. Yeah. Perlock's got a pretty long stride, and he's walked with somebody of Vigil build, so... Yes. Yeah. I'm taking Critter with me. And if I feel like it's... I don't know how often kobolds walk the streets of Waterdeep, but I feel like if there is a uh, chaperone there... Right. Um, fortunately, Critter is... He can sort of bundle himself up a little bit to yeah. conceal yeah. features, so he almost looks like just a, a kind of like a weird leprous halfling. Strix has also at some point put a witch hat on him. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. It's like the it's mark of Strix. New hat. Yeah. I, I saw it. I feel like Critter could oh, also right. probably keep up with me when taking backstreet roads, mm-hmm. shortcuts. Yep. All right. So you travel south down the high road together. Lots of people passing by. The people who get the most attention right now, of course, are Perlock and Warrington. Um, and, uh, but as, as Jarlax was pointing out, as, as you've discovered yourself, Water Davians are fairly nonplussed. Um, but Warrington does ask Perlock, So, do you, do you eat through that trunk of yours, or what? Is that an affectation? Or is it part of some sort of, you know, method of consuming food? You drink through your oh. trunk? Uh, absolutely not. No, it's it's basically a nose. That would be like asking any other person here if they drank through their nose. No, it's just it's prehensile. I can I can use it like a hand almost, and I like you know take out a, a chef's knife and re-sheeze it with the the trunk. <laughs> uh, good good lord, that's ridiculous! Absolutely ridiculous. Well, ha! You are a rather comical creature. <laughs> yes. Well, I relish our walk together. This will be quite some. I'm interested. <laughs> Between the two of us. Yes, well, I have never met your kind, and I've been to several worlds. Is that so? I've only been to this one. And my own s- home, so. Your world is, your world is called what? I've traveled as you. Your world is what again? Oh, uh, well. And I make a noise that's it's basically like an elephant noise. Like, I don't know the, oh, okay. the common name for this world. <laughs> Yes, and yes, that's rather hard to spell. Eventually, the alphabet's the same. Eventually, uh, you and he break off. Actually, you probably didn't even notice. You've just started walking off on your own um, and lost the rest of the gang um, as you make your way down south 
past the City of the Dead into the Trades Ward, which is a very, very busy, bustling place with all sorts of uh, a panoply of races coexisting peacefully together uh, and all kinds of trade activity going on. And um, you can see Warrington says, Keep your eye out for anything that might be suitable as a projectile. You, you would like me to throw something? No, I'm just in the market to buy something. Specifically, uh, I'm looking oh. for sling stones or other metal balls. Well, indeed, I will keep an eye out for sure. I'll be scanning the marketplace while we're on our walk. Uh, Diath, uh, when you branch off with Critter into the dock ward, it becomes this tangle of streets sloping down toward the harbor. And... Uh, you're heading to the western edge of the dock ward, almost the western edge of the city, right at the, in the shadow of Mount Waterdeep. There is a section of the dock ward that is run down and in some places burnt down and has been slowly been kind of rebuilt up into this shanty town. And there are also these sort of ships that have kind of been torn apart and rebuilt into homes, all on this clattering mildew-encrusted series of docks collectively known as Mist Shore. Called that because the mist tends to sort of, the fog tends to gather here and stay here throughout the day. So even now, the sun is this sort of pale orb, this blurry orb lost in the fog that seems to be hovering around this ranshackle, decaying, half-burnt section of the city. Okay. Also along the way, uh, Diaz has a conversation with Critter. Yep. I'm going to say, Critter, how familiar are you with Lycan? Um, I think it's some sort of, like, moss, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of moss across in a sewer. I live in the sewer, so. Oh, good. How familiar, familiar are you with telling if something is poisonous or not? Um, I mean, I've eaten a lot of things and sometimes they make me kind of, kind of puke. Um, but that's about the extent of my knowledge. Oh boy. Is that helpful? Yes. Thank you, Critter. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Dierna, you are going to be the first to reach your destination because you're not crossing the entire city to get to where you need to go. The field ward is literally only about five or six blocks away from Trollskull Alley. But as I said, as soon as you leave the gates of the north ward and descend down into the field ward, it's like a completely different city. Um, You don't know much about this place, but it looks like it was built very quickly and very badly. A maze of tangled streets and rundown places. There's also smoke that hangs in the air down here, sort of trapped between the walls of the field ward. And there's a lot of poverty. Uh, children who are basically living neglected lives down here, rats crawling around in dark corners, and unsavory types um, who even you would not probably deign to engage in a conversation with. But you do find Thrakus's butcher shop uh, on, on Salt Pork Street. And you can see that the it used to be some sort of Old, ancient windmill. Big stone windmill that has had its veins kind of stripped and 
uh, it's kind of crumbling and dilapidated. It's got a building attached to the cylindrical part of the windmill where the, the, the butcher shop actually appears to be contained. And there's a sign above the butcher shop door that is actually a haunch of rotting meat hanging from hooks with a, a metal axe hovering above it. And there are flies swarming around the haunch of meat of this sign. And, and basically uh, etched into the axe is the name Thracus. Well, Dierne is feeling a little left out, being as she's the only one that was sent off alone. Mm-hmm. It's almost like no one wants to spend time with her. So she's going to find a rat to talk to. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Um, that is not the case, Dierne. Uh, so you, you sort of wander astray looking for a rat who will actually engage you in conversation. Make a perception check to see what you find. If anything, she's the most trusted. Yeah, she's probably going to like have a bit of cheese out to try to lure one to her. So, perception. That is a 15. Okay. Um, you can see a, a, a rat sort of perks up, takes an interest in you, and then sort of darts uh, down a little bit of an alley, which is strewn with garbage and other refuse. And you kind of, you kind of follow it a little bit uh, to see if you can actually engage it. Um, then you are very surprised to find that the rat sort of disappears under some garbage but you can see the red glowing eyes of what appear to be three giant rats in this alley who sort of come out and look at you with their red eyes I'm just going to squat down a bit and say hello I I know what you're probably thinking. You're probably thinking I look mighty tasty, but I am here with a business proposition for you. Now, now I am wanting to get into this uh, butcher and pie shop and cause a distraction. And while I do that, I'm hoping that I could convince you guys to go in back and eat everything. All right. Um, They transform before your eyes into human-rat hybrids. Oh, we're rats. And and they pick, as they're transforming, they pick up uh, weapons that were hidden under the garbage around them. Hand, crossbows, and short swords. I'm going to take out my spiked chain and use, like, whatever combination of thaumaturgy and prestidigitation and minor illusion to make myself as scary as possible and scream at them to try to scare them. Okay, roll initiative. I, I did not want Deirdre to be rolling initiative. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you sent me off alone. <laughs> <laughs> I could have sent you with Albie. I'm sorry. It's a 24. Okay. Um, so, uh, describe to me what you want to do on your turn. You said you, I'm going to say you've got the weapon out. Yeah. So are you um, casting a spell or to make yourself scary, or are you just using the weapon to look scary? I'm spinning the weapon above my head, and I'm probably going to use, like, whatever spell to make it look like it's, like, on fire. And I'm going to scream at them really loud. Like, So the spell you're using on your weapon is a, like a, just like a minor illusion? Yeah, probably. Okay. All right. Uh... Okay, 
and make a, I'll let you make an intimidation check. Okay. Uh, that is a 23. Okay. They kind of back away from you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't mess with me. <sighs> and I back out of the alley. Okay. And then I just run into the shop. <laughs> <laughs> you run into the shop, slam the door behind you. Uh, when you peer through the dirt-encrusted window... Uh, next to the door, uh, you can see that those were-rats are peering out of the alley. They sort of went, they went out far enough to see where you went to. And then they seem to be having a little conversation with each other, and then one of them keeps watch while the other two disappear back into the alley. I'm going to use awakened mind to say into its mind, so what were you talking about with your friends? And this is a two-way conversation you're having? Yeah. It, it, can, no, it, can, it, can, it can respond, I mean? Um, I think that's up to you. But if it were to, you can hear it, is, my, is what I'm asking. Okay. Can you? Yeah, probably. Okay. I think so. I just, I just don't remember how the ability works. If we're going with the um, C-team rules, it does. Okay. Uh, then it'll say that is just getting more friends. Mm, I had a very lucrative, lucrative proposal for you, but you decided to be all uppity. Are you buying anything? Says this loud voice behind you. And then you hear <laughs> of the sound of an axe hitting wood. And you see I... this blood-stained dragonborn in a leather apron hacking something apart with a cleaver. I turn around and I smile. I walk up to him and say, why, yes, I am here to purchase a one pie, please, sir. He shows you a shelf that has a number of meat pies on it. They look like they've been sitting there for the longer than a day. There's a couple flies around, too. And he says, okay. and the, he's got uh, labels in common and draconic over each one, like this is a sausage pie, this is a blah pie, you know, all kinds of different kinds of meats in here. And he says, pick your poison. Um, I'm quite partial to uh, nightshade or cyanide, but... <laughs> Are you trying to be cute? No, I'm not from around here. None of us are. And he will reach over and just take a pie, pick one for you, basically. Slap it down on some paper and wrap it up for you. Thank you. Now get out! How much is the pie? He says, you can have that one for free. Oh, well then I will have two pies. The next one will cost you three silver. Oh, that's it? I'll take all your pies. All right, he will wrap them up. Um, and so there are like 10 pies out on display. Three gold. Oh, I have that. I will give him three gold. Cool. Should have we been paying? 
We have been we have been paying them, right? I I don't know. <laughs> so you've got this big actually he'll get he'll since you're buying so many of them, he'll give you a a small crate that he can stack the pies in for you. I will actually like take one and taste it a bit. Okay. And while I'm tasting it, I want to like on the DL cast um I think it's detect thoughts. Okay. Yeah, I want to basically just be able to read his mind and be like, okay. mm, this is very good. Yeah, he, um, so you try the pie. It's, it's okay. It's totally fine. Meat pie. It's got a lot of flavor and uh, it's, been, it's been soaking for a while, so it, it's quite an intense flavor. Um, but when you're reading his, his surface thoughts, what you get is those are all the old pies and he's happy to get rid of them to some crazy old bat who wants to eat them. Those aren't the special pies. I've heard you, I've heard rumor that you use a certain secret ingredient. Now I know that you won't tell me. I respect that you must have trade secrets, but I'm, maybe you can give me like a little hint, she says, like putting another gold on the counter. He looks at it and says, oh, you want my secret ingredient for a gold? Just a hint. (sighs) He takes... He, he looks around. Does he think of the ingredient while he's listening or thinking? Uh, that is a good question. Um, yes, he does. And the secret ingredient is human. Hmm. And so I will take you and show you. I don't think I paid for that. Come with me. <laughs> he, goes, he goes to a side door leading deeper into the windmill. Come on! Another customer could come any minute. I'm going to follow him a bit, but I'm going to look for anything that I can light on fire that would maybe lead to the entire building burning down. The building's mostly made of stone. Um, ah, damn it. So you might set fire to a counter or a table, but that's about it, or a shelf. Uh, and he, he basically is waiting for you at the door, like, taking you through. Your surface thoughts, so the surface thoughts you get off him are pure malice. You don't think if you walk through that door, you're going to walk out. Except for the fact that I have three different ways of teleporting. <laughs> um... How far into the room can I see? You can't. It's dark beyond. But you got dark vision. Yes, um, I do. So uh, you can see some cold air coming out of... Th- you can feel some cold air coming out of the room. You can see that it is, a, it is some sort of stone antechamber. There's not much to see from the angle through the doorway, but the smell coming through it suggests that it's a larder. Mm-hmm. You do probably can see maybe a few hanging meats, carcasses, nothing that you would consider to be unwholesome, like animal carcasses, mostly. Ah, okay. Um, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to walk towards him, mm-hmm. and right before going through the doorway, when I'm close to him, I'm going to cast um, Thunder Step to teleport 
out of the building okay. and then use Blessing of the Raven Queen to teleport even further and then just run away. <laughs> okay, and can you, can you use your thunderclap without seeing the destination? Um, is there not like a window I can see through? Uh, yeah, I suppose if you want to just sh- basically transport outside the window. It's a pretty grimy window, so you can't see terribly far away, but you, I guess you could use the window to get outside the building at the very least. Yes. Okay. And then I do another teleport after that to get further away. All and right. he would be taking uh, 3d10 damage from that in the face unless he makes a con save. What's the DC? That would be a 15. Okay. And you disappear at the same moment that the thunderclap goes off? Yes. Okay. So roll your damage. Does the clap basically radiate in all directions around you? Yes. Okay. And that is 16 damage. All right. So as you disappear, there's a big clap. There's also the, the, the sonic blast that kind of pushes um, or causes things to disrupt. It probably breaks the glass on the, the display and other things around yeah. you. It might even, if it's 10 feet or more, the, the area... Uh, ten feet, yeah. You'll probably blow out the window too. Um, so you you teleport outside. The window glass sort of s- flies around you uh, as you appear outside of it. You don't take any damage from the glass. Okay. Uh, and you can see in the window that he has taken that damage and is still alive, and he is just bellowing in a rage. Yeah, and then I tell use blessing of the Raven Queen as my bonus action to teleport even further away. Uh, 30 feet, and then I do another 30 feet of movement. Okay, and we'll get back to you shortly. Strix uh, taught you so well how to run away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Diath and Critter, you get to the end of the Mistshore dock, and you see a hovel attached to what appears to be a rundown little warehouse that's sort of teetering on the brink of falling into the harbor. And this is, you can see a wizard sigil Inscribed sigil inscribed upon the door uh, that suggests this is the residence of Grinda Garloff. Kind of looks like a little crab symbol. Great. Well, we're here, so we'll just, uh, the arrangements should already be made for us. We're just going to do a quick discussion, get this contraption that Duralaxel mentioned, and then we'll go and get the lichen. Is, uh, is this contraption more structurally sound than this building? <laughs> you know, I'm really not super certain on that, so let's hope for the best. It's always a good strategy. Right. All right. Let's get this over with. Okay. When you go to knock on the door, the door opens just as your oh. hand <laughs> goes, goes toward it. And you see a woman beyond uh, with spectacles on the bridge of her nose. She looks quite old, maybe in her 60s and 70s. White hair done up in a bun, although it's kind of coming a little bit undone. Uh, And uh, her wizard robes, uh, possibly regal in the day, look quite threadbare and worn out now. Although there are still kind of adornments on them that suggest they were quite fancy. And uh, she looks at you with her wrinkled face and says looks around to make sure you weren't followed and says, come on in. Okay. I understand time is of the essence. Yes, of course. Then you know who sent us. Yes. She closes the door. He and I go way back and she gives you a wink and a nod. I don't get it. I'll tell you when you're older. 
<laughs> of course, I was just a young thing back then. Didn't know what I was getting into. You probably know some things, am I right? Oh, yes, and so does he. And uh, she'll lead you to the warehouse out back, where there is a device that looks like a crab. Yes. <laughs> crab? Uh, oh, my God, hell yeah. Uh, an apparatus made of metal with uh, periscopes and uh, steel legs and pincers with a hatchway in the back. And she says, this... This is my most prized possession, so try not to damage it and bring it back when you're done. We will. This sh- shouldn't take long at all. I think I'm in love. So, and she'll, she will go over to a wall and start cranking on some ropes and some doors, uh, underwater doors, open on one side of this half-flooded um, warehouse that you're in. And... Uh, she then goes over to another set of ropes, and they're like pulleys that lower this thing down into the water. Once you're inside, I will undo the hooks, and you'll drop down to the bottom of the warehouse and can go out through those doors into the harbor. The water stays out, though, right? Once you're inside, yes, you should be fine. It's airtight. Excellent. And is there a way of acquiring stuff underwater from inside this contraption? No, you'll have to get out. Oh, that, that's less unfortunate. That's your problem. Uh-huh. But you can flush the water out once you're back in. Oh, good. All right. Yeah, they thought of everything when they built this thing. Yes. Yeah. I assume one of you have operated this one of these things before, so, you know. We'll oh, yeah, it. dozens of times. You have? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you? Yeah, there's like six in, in Causeway C. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 okay. She'll, she'll open up the hatch, and she'll point to, there are ten levers uh, in here. There's a, pirate, there's a pilot's chair, and then there's a co-pilot's chair right behind it. Uh, the, the pilot's chair basically controls the legs, and the co-pilot's chair can control the pincers. Uh, she tells you it's airtight and watertight. You can flush it out here you can, by turning that knob. There's up to ten hours of breathing of breathable air in here. So bear that in mind, although I won't expect you to take that long to get some lichen. You can go underwater to as far down to the bottom of the harbor as you want. The pressure won't affect you at all. And uh, she says, that lever is for the legs and tail. That lever is for the window shutters. That lever is to also for the window shutters. That's for the claws. That's for the... That's in case you want to attack with the claws. That lever's... For walking and swimming forward, that's for turning left and right. That's for uh, turning on the lights. That's for lowering. That's for uh, sealing and opening the hatch. Excellent. I jump in the pilot chair. What? The, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, did, did, I, did I actually... I say, got it. Did I get it? <laughs> Like, can um, I actually, like, retain all that information? Absolutely. Or is that to be determined? You, you think you got it. Okay, I think I got this. All right. She says, there are sharks. Ah. Watch for those. Got it. And I've heard rumors that a dragon has moved into the harbor. Watch for that, too. 
It's just rumors. We're probably yeah. fine. Sailors rumors. Yeah, all yeah. All sorts of rumors all the time, yeah. I'm yeah, satisfied. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You may yeah. also run into some merfolk. They come here from time to time to trade. With ships. Jeez. I haven't I seen one yet this season. Okay. All right. Okay, well, good. Uh, excuse me, I need to get back to my spell book. Yeah, oh, yes, of course. Uh, we'll she, return shortly. Yeah. She leaves you alone in the warehouse with the, with the contraption. All right, well. I pull a lever. Well. <laughs> Just a random one. Roll a d10. Yeah. Three. Three. Uh, you open uh, the side window shutters. Oh, wow, look at the view. Uh, I close it again. <laughs> yes. And you can uh, see at the front through this sort of grill-like window, regardless, it's the side windows that you were opening. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah let's, let's get into the crab. Okay, so DF, you hunker down into the seat behind um, Critter. Yeah, I imagine this is a lot more cramped for me than it is for him. Yeah, yeah. It's actually quite, quite, in here. quite roomy for him, but for you, your head, your head periodically... Tunk. Yeah, I'm just kind of like... Ugh. Yeah. All right, so I've got control of crab claws. Yes. Hell yeah. All right. I'll hit the lights. Uh, do you know which lever that is? Uh, probably not. Roll a d10. One. One. All right. Uh, yeah, you start to uh, walk and swim forward. Or you, oh, should, or you there, yeah. There's progress. Actually, no, it just extends the tail and the legs. So, um, Actually, since they're already extended, you retract the tail and the legs. Oh, <laughs> I'll so, put that one back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, let's try another lever. Hey, uh, I, did you not pay attention just now? Ten? <laughs> oh, All yeah, right. I usually don't. The hatch opens. <laughs> oh. D- Dieth reseals Maybe it. that shot? Okay. <laughs> Maybe we should switch. Oh, I, I got this. I got this. All right. Dieth, you can point out to him which one does which. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do the thing where it's like, yeah, you got this. And as he's like struggling, it's that one. <laughs> you know, that oh, way he, I, I knew that. I was just, I was just feeling right. the other ones, see just what they felt the, like. The guiding yeah. hand. Yeah, yeah. And All right. As, as we're traveling around and starting to swim, mm-hmm. just periodically the crab claws just go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you take this thing out and it swims out into the dark harbor. It's very, very dark, this water. You can't see more than. Five, ten out. feet in front of you. Activating, uh, activating crab lights, and I point to the, the light lever for him to get. Boop. Boop. turn. <laughs> you pull the lever, the lights come on, and behold, you can see about 60 feet ahead of you. Great. Uh, you can see there are, there are the struts, uh, barnacle-covered struts for old docks. There's all kinds of sunken crap here that's been picked through, old nets and lobster traps that have been cast aside. You can actually see a corpse, like a skeleton picked clean by fish, lashed, chained by a manacle to a block of cement. Somebody who got thrown down here and left down here to die. By the mob. Yep, exactly. Oh, no. And you, you sort of make your way through all the refuse out into the deeper harbor. And the, the water, the, sorry, the, the floor of the harbor plunges deeply. Um, it's, they call it deep water harbor for a good reason. Once you get past the docks, it's like, whew, abyss. Oof. 
and you begin to descend down into this abyss where periodically you see barnacle-encrusted masts kind of pointing upward uh, that you're making your way down toward. This should be around the area we're looking for. Old wrecks, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you don't think you'll have to go too far out into the harbor to find this white lichen. Um, But as you make your way deeper down, deeper down, deeper down, um, with your lights on, I'm going to have you make a perception check. Nine. Uh, Twenty-one. Okay. Diath, your lights um, uh, catch the glimmer of what appear to be uh, bright golden or bronze scales of something swimming, something big swimming through the water that's just, just catches the light and then sort of glances off the light and disappears into the briny depths. And you see it's a tail. Kill the lights? Um, killing lights? You are now in complete darkness. Good. Now we're harder to see. I don't know what that was, but I want to bring any other attention to us while okay. we try to... Hopefully, are we still like navigating our way down? Yeah, or? you're kind of making an angled descent down. Yeah, we have like a general idea of where we're going for now. So we'll down. Just, yeah, we'll just go for little ways without trying to bring too much attention to ourselves. Also, be quiet. All right. Um, okay. Just for a little bit. Just a little bit. Just sink? Yeah. Okay. You do hear some weird sounds. It's just like, not as, as the, as the, Water around you, as things move, sound does seem to travel through the hull. And so you can hear just sort of clunking noises, uh, sounds that would travel through the water and pass yeah. into this thing. But nothing, nothing you would... It's a little strange to you at first, but then when you realize, oh, it's just, it's just harbor noise okay. um, that, that you're just picking up, it's all normal. But you are kind of sick. You're, because you're a big metal contraption, you do have air inside you, but you're very heavy. You, you can feel yourself sinking deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that feeling is really the only gauge you have, other than the angle you're currently at, to know that you are making a descent. Good. Because you're getting no information through the windows except particles in the briny dark. So uh, you have any idea where we're going here, or are we just going to sink to the bottom and... See what happens. Give it like three to six more seconds. Okay. One, two. <laughs> you hit something. <laughs> oh wow! I'm uh, really good at that. Your your vehicle uh, hits something hard and immovable, and then flips, and spins, and then turns upside down. I don't think this is the intended function of this vehicle. <laughs> you, you are now sinking upside down in this water. Uh, actually, make a, uh, Jared, since you got the pincers, roll a d20 and add eight. Okay. Whee! Fifteen. One of the, your, your port side, left side pincer, hooks something, grapples it, ah. and you stop falling. Got it. Uh, oops. Turn on the lights. <laughs> lights. Click. Turn on. Okay. Um, you appear to have um, 
been uh, caught in the rigging of some sunken wreck. And you're sort of, you're kind of in this weird, uh, I wouldn't call it a net per se, but this tangle of old ropes, and you're banging up against what appears to be a yard arm. Man, this is terrifying and awesome all at the same time. Uh, good. Do I see any lichen? (laughs) No, you haven't reached the bottom. You don't see any lichen on the, on the yard arm. Uh, okay. You don't see any lichen on growing on the ropes, and you're not far enough down yet to see the bottom. Yeah, so I'd be closer to the actual hull of the ship. Yeah. All right. Is there but a way it, I can use crab yeah. arms to maneuver ourselves to be right side up again? Uh, you try, but they're not that dexterous. Oh, well. Critter, you got any ideas? Uh, I'm going to try re- retracting the legs and the tail and mm-hmm. see if we're stuck on something. Maybe that'll free us. Yeah, when you retract the legs and the tail, that does seem to untangle you. And at this point, it's literally only the... If the claw is no longer gripping the, the yard arm, you begin to fall again. Yeah. And okay. so as you, as you plunge down with your lights on, uh, you crash through the hull of the ship below you and find yourself, because it's all brittle and old, now find yourself in the hull, the hold, of an old ship. Do I see any kind of chest or anything vaguely looking like treasure? Because I, DF is really trying to retain his excitement right now. You, you throw your face up against the window uh, to see if you can scan anything just with the lights of the vehicle. Make a perception check to see what you see in the hold around you. Uh, well, it's a natural one. But I do have expertise in perception. That's right, you do. So with that, passively, it's 21. Okay. You can see uh, that there is all kinds of um, uh, debris down here uh, left by the ship, as well as what appears to be the remains of a ballista that uh, collapsed and fell into the hold at one point. uh, And lodged... Behind the ballista, Diath, you see what appears to be a sunken chest. I mean, we should get that, right? And yeah. There, there's like yeah. there's like there's like a skeleton kind of draped half over it, um, but it's old and and it means nothing, uh, obviously. <laughs> I've never done any underwater treasure hunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll deploy the legs and tail again. Yeah, can you skitter us forward, and maybe I can just like. Grab it with the claw. We'll just hold on to it while we continue to look for the lichen. Yep. Well, let's push, push us forward again, claw range. Okay. And, and Diath will extend the claw kind of through the ballista to try to grab hold of the chest. Make another d20 roll with a plus eight bonus, Diath. Critter, I want you to know I'm having the time of my life right now. <laughs> uh, that is 17. All right. You're able to reach in and grab the chest, or one side of the chest, with the claw, fairly gently, um, and begin to drag it out from underneath the refuse. The skeleton just sort of falls away and breaks apart as the chest is moved underneath it. Uh, But you do have it in your clutches. Can you imagine how excited everyone's going to be when we come back with bonus treasure? I mean, do we have to tell everybody about the bonus treasure? Well, 
I mean, won't, won't, won't Paulton just spend it all on wine or well, something? No, that's not what he does. Come on. It isn't? No. Oh. Uh, Perlock, you and Warrington come to a dilapidated tower in the trades ward uh, that looks like uh, it has seen better days. It, is, it has suffered some great neglect over the years. Um, it's a three-story stone structure that leans slightly to the north, but the roof has been torn down. Um, there might have been a cap on it at one point. And instead now, there is kind of like a garden growing up at the top of the tower and very prominent among the many bushes and things and ivy spilling down the sides of the tower. You can see what appears to be a large pear tree surmounting uh, the tower. Our last bit of conversation as we're approaching the this base of the tower, I'm just going to say, you know, Mr. Munt, on, on our return, I would be happy to craft some ammunition to your exact specifications. It shouldn't take me no more than an hour. I'm rather adept at metalworking. Ah, here we are. I'm My go right God. <laughs> <laughs> he just slack-jawed uh, at this and says, My good man, you have a deal. Let's get this done. And, and right up to the door and just a big, like, heavy knock on the front door. All right. Um, there is no answer. Hmm, it appears this fellow might not be home. Well, that's dreadfully inconvenient. Shall we wait for him? Warrington looks around. (laughs) Well, I suppose. A couple people walk by. They they see you. Um, This this tower faces the street. Uh, Try knocking once more. I give a like a heavier knock this time. Mm, no answer. Well, this is Thaumatur- a conundrum. Thaumaturgy, a big booming hello on the inside. Warrington will put his ear up to the door. I don't hear anyone. You must be out on business. Hmm. Well, that's unfortunate. Yes. It'd be rather risky storming a wizard's tower. Don't know what sort of magic we'll find in there. And not to say against the law, that would be, I mean, above and beyond. Indubitably. But the tree is right there. Indeed. What if the, say. the tower does look rather old? I reckon it might fall down at any minute. In the strong enough wind, I've given a, a good old heave-ho. Are you suggesting we we just uh, take a, a rest against the side of this tower and give it a nudge? Well, it's worth a try. I might ask you one more question. How good a shot are you? Could you, say, cleave a branch or two off that tree? I say, are you saying I should discharge my firearm in the street here? I was only curious. I, I mean... I have no idea how what the the ordinance is when it comes to well ordinances, but uh, my throwing arm is not quite three stories. A plan strong. is forming. <laughs> he pulls out his gun. <laughs> a 
and he says, say, I'll, I'll clap him on the back and, and give him a guidance. But I, yes, the, the exact lines were a plan is forming. He pulls out his gun. <laughs> Things you always want to hear the say. <laughs> and I give him guidance. No, you see, at this point, what will happen is I will fire this weapon, shoot down some pears, and then I will probably get arrested. Which Even is fine. Even if they hear your weapon discharge? What? Well, I can, I can make sure it's silent. Dude, magical silence there. Do that. Even CSI uh. can't detect that. Yes, because I understand it. It's the noise more than anything that the Walter Davians don't like. Well, as long as you're not going to be seen by anybody here, well, let's give it a shot. Well, if I'm seen by someone, let them arrest me. You can take the pears back and get the pie done, and they can bail me out later. That is quite noble of you. It's above and beyond in your service to a pie competition, but, well... I've learned that this is quite an unusual group, so... Yes. If this doesn't work, we'll just push the tower down. Plan B. Plan B. And I will cast silence. All right. In the silence, he will take pot shots at the pear tree. Reloading after every shot. Uh, First three are misses, and he just (laughs) blows chunks of the tower off uh, and and hits some other tree. (laughs) Oh, this is hotter than... Well, you actually, don't hear him. He's just mouthed something. Uh, he digs out the rest of the ammunition. He'll take another three shots. Misses, all three. Wow. It's a tough... I mean, a pear, you know, he's trying to shoot a pear off a tree that's, you know, 40 feet off the ground. I don't know, man. He is a commodore. Yeah. I was going, like, yeah. Come on. Get a branch, not a pear. Right. A branch down. Well, yeah, he's trying to. He's basically trying to shoot a branch. It's that's it's, true. And uh, uh, so he's fired six shots and uh, done some damage to the tower, but hasn't hit a branch yet. Hm. I'll drop silence and say, "Hmm, Plan B, it is, I suppose." Yes, I'm afraid that was much harder than it seems. This weapon is not precision instrument at that range, of course. If only I had a shotgun. No. Um, he says, uh, I guess we'll go to plan B then. Let's push this thing over. Oh, dear. And I take a deep breath and lean up against the tower and follow his lead. Ah, so you're helping me then? Because I can help you. Oh, well, uh, to be quite honest, I think this is the first time I may be breaking the law. Oh, well, Sorry. Uh, so, uh, what is your strength, Porlock? Fourteen. Oh, my goodness. Okay. He'll, he'll, you can help him. Okay. As he tries to push the tower over. Meanwhile, in the City of the Dead, Evelyn, Paulton, Jarl Axel, the, uh, the, you, I don't think any, either of you have spent any time here, have you? Mm-mm. Nope. So, so the City of the Dead is a walled-off section of the city. Uh, you can get to it through big gates. Um, it is Waterdeep's graveyard, but it's huge. It's immense. And more than just a graveyard, it is the city's main park. And it is stunningly gorgeous, beautifully landscaped. All the bushes are tended. The grass is trimmed. The trees 
um, have got all of their leaves on them now. And so it's no mere drab cemetery. And you can see on grassy hills and near flower beds all kinds of picnickers and people just sort of enjoying it. There's a a young family with a a baby carriage rolling through uh, down down a cobbled trail. Uh, you can see sculptures carved out of some of the bushes near a few of the more grand mausoleums, gravel paths that you can follow. And Jarlaxle leads you along one of these paths to a mausoleum around which these wildflowers grow that he describes as heliodonas. And as soon as you see them, Evelyn, you're struck by them because they look like little suns. And they actually glow with the, light, with the, with the warm, radiant light of the sun in the most beautiful way. Evelyn's like in soft focus, like a, you know, <laughs> like when color first came to the movies in a close-up, and she's just like smelling a flower, and she's like, Heliodonas, I love them. Thank you for bringing me here. Oh, and she's just skipping around and playing and enjoying everything and asking him tons of questions. Yep, uh, and he'll, uh, he'll tell you uh, that He'll tell you that uh, he discovered them during his visit to the city long ago, but they only bloom in the spring. So this is really late spring, early summer. It's the only time to really see them. So he's glad that he was able to bring you out here at this time. Uh, and he, he tells you that um, he has always been intrigued by the sun. Ooh, I love talking about the sun. What do you like about it? Most of my people, of course, do not abide the sun. They... They dwell deep underground, far, as far away from it as they possibly can. But I've always been strangely drawn to it. It's, it's warmth, it's light, it's, it's timelessness. Mm. It's like, oh, you like, I had no idea. Hold on. I take out the sun sword and just activate it, like, right next to his face. I'm like, then check this thing out. You should like it. it is- oh, it's a sword made of sun. Yeah, you, mu- you might like that. Isn't this wonderful? He says... Yes, I have three myself. Uh, but, and he goes back to talking about the sun. And uh, he's, he's uh, uh, You see the, the, the blade of the sun just goes limp. Just puts it away. Yes. All right, well, that was the only shtick I had planned for this, so. Well, tell us more about yourself. How does one come upon three sun swords and d- discover flowers and know a food critic? I mean, you, you're so uh, well, unique. He says, I enjoy life to its full, and I have spent a great deal of time here on the surface. Um, in fact, probably longer than either of you now that I think about it. But uh, I have made it my home here. This is where I always feel like I belong, with, with beauty. <gasps> oh, that's so beautiful. Isn't it wonderful to find a place where you feel like you belong? Yes, indeed, very much so. How did you find it once you, once you, you know, set out into the world looking for the place where you belong? How did you know that you found it? Well, at first it was as far from the, from the uh, corrupt matriarchy of my uh, deep uh, home of Menzo Baranzan a city run by the priestesses of Lolf, who are insane. Do uh, I know anything about Lolf? Yeah, she's a demon queen of spiders. Uh, I mean, I do, but does Evelyn? Like, yeah, she would like, know. Oh, she would Lolf. know. Yeah, you would know okay. Lolf. That would be cool. fairly common knowledge. And uh, he says, 
that does not, that lifestyle there, the predatory nature of life in Menzo Baranzan is not what I was hoping for. So I originally came up here, like many drow, to raid the surface and to prey on those who live here, but that is, that is beneath our dignity as elves. Well, that's a very high-minded way of thinking. And so I have struggled all my life to escape and to help others escape from the tyrannical matriarchy that is the followers of Loth and uh, to look upon other faiths as, uh, and, and, and try to find in them something to cling to. Have you heard about Lathander? I have heard a little bit about Lathander, yes, and would long to hear more. Over there is the statue of, over, and over there is the statue of Agaron. He is the city's founder, um, and there's the Warriors Monument over there. A Paltin, something you might be interested in is there is a family of bards who are laid to rest here. I could take you to their mausoleum if you like. I'll I'll pass. And uh, then he'll he'll just take Evelyn in arm and say, "So tell me more about Lathander." Oh, well, our great morning lord surely is just like the sun, warm and inviting and shining upon and, you know, fades off as they walk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paulton, make a perception check. That would be a 15. Okay. Uh, you, as they walk off, you see uh, that you are being followed by uh, some shady, leather-clad, all dressed in black spies. Uh, you've seen their, the cut of their jib before. They are Gentarim. They must have followed you into the City of the Dead, and you can see them hiding among some gravestones and behind a mausoleum, uh, but you just catch sight of them. A couple, there, there are two of them that you see, a man and a woman, uh, uh, keeping an eye on you. So, like, as, as like, Evelyn and Jarlaxle, like, just kind of, like, walk off, and I watch them walk away until they're no longer, like, audible. I just kind of turn around. I'm like, can I help you guys with something? Uh, they pull out heavy crossbows and shoot you. It is Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, okay. So one of them rolled a oh one of them rolled a twenty four, and one of them crit you. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> yep. So, uh, Evelyn Jarlaxel, uh, you turn around as Paulton gets <laughs> shot <laughs> with two. <Ow. laughs> okay, so you take eight points of damage from one crossbow bolt and fifteen points of damage from the other for a total of twenty three. Cool. There's just like big crossbows in my body. I yep. just like turn around. It's like, <gasps> all right. So whenever y'all are done, Lynn <laughs> <laughs> turns to Jarlaxle. If you'll excuse me for just one moment, and hurries over to Paulson, takes the crossbows and just goes, and then lays her hands on the hole. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. No, no harm done. You're Sh- fine. Out the exit wound. <laughs> <laughs> She lays on hands uh, yep. and heals, heals the hit points. Okay. So that's how much? How much? She was 20, what was it? 15 and 8. So 
you don't know how much damage. You can't translate damage for that precisely, but you can decide in order to heal the damage, like you need to do 25 points worth. I, yeah. Okay. 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 So yes, the wounds quickly close up. Uh, however, there are still the holes in your um, costume. Jacket. jacket. Oh no, were you wearing the party jacket? I always am. Yeah. So there's... I just look down and see the holes in the jacket. It's just like, Oh, now you done fucked up. <laughs> now, you know, you know a mending cantrip would be enough to fix that, but, I mean, appearances, you have to walk home with this. It's on principle. Yes. Uh, but in the chaos of uh, evil and healing you, the two who shot you are no longer in sight. It appears they shot you and bolted. Would I be able to... locate creature them? Yes. Let me see. It's uh, what would I be familiar enough with them to do that? Well, you saw them, so yes. Cool. I just need to check to make sure that you can cast the spell quickly. Um, Yeah, it's one action. Cool. So, yeah. So you can see as long as they're within a thousand feet of you, which they would be, unless they dimension doored away or something. you can bear in on either the man or the woman. It doesn't matter. And, yeah, you can, you can tell that they are moving away with, from you with great haste. Are we getting them? Are we going to go get them now? Okay. I, I, I assume the nod was a yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Jarlaxel okay. says, you know, if you like, I can dispose of them for you. Oh. Well, that's nice. Isn't that nice, Paulton? Not good enough. Let's go. Oh. Well, you can come with Jarlaxel. All right. And he will follow you. Evelyn um, takes to the air. Uh, yeah, well, the helicopter version of yes. searching for them. Evelyn, you can see the two Gentarum. Uh, uh, they have converged with two others, and the four of them are moving briskly toward one of the gate exits um, while trying not to attract too much attention. They're trying to stay out of the public view, so they're moving around bushes away from the, the main paths and things like that. Evelyn like, just points as she flies. Wee-hoo, wee-hoo, wee-hoo. Fulton also just like yells, like, everyone pay attention to them. <laughs> Those are bad guys. <laughs> they not shot nice. my friend. They, they hurt fashion. <laughs> they have no respect <laughs> for designers. A mockery of yes. my designer. But Evelyn, you can certainly catch up to them when you're flying because um, they're moving around obstacles. You're not. Yeah. So I will, what would I do to them? I want to slow them all down so that my friends can catch up. So mm-hmm. can I attempt to like bowling ball them? Uh, all, like, f- all four of them, that would be hard to do. You could knock one of them over. I want to, well. All right, well then Evelyn's like, there they are! And cast Moonbeam right on the group. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> to like also serve as a flare for where they are. Okay, now that's a damaging spell, so you can roll damage. Yeah. How much is that damage again? That's 2d10, unless you amp it up. No, 2d10. I don't really want to like fry them. I just want to stop them. Okay. Okay, that is 17. Okay, yeah, you badly, badly burn them. Uh, and they they stop and start screaming out in pain. You shot my friend. That's what happens. 
There they are. Uh, you also incinerated in your moonbeam a couple of their flying snake companions who were on their person. Oops. So the, <laughs> these burnt snakes flutter down to the ground. Uh, and uh, you're able to catch up to them, Paulton. So, yeah. As they crawl out of the moonbeam. He's like trying to say something, but like running to keep up with Eden's like. <coughs> Dicks. <laughs> Ask so, them why they did that. Yeah. Why? Ugh. Uh, they, um, look at you and say, we're just following orders. Whose orders? Uh, one of them badly, badly burnt says, Erstel Floxen. Why does Ursula Flotsam want to hurt Paulton? <laughs> Hopson Watson. Uh, he, he's trying to get the ring. <gasps> How many times do we have to go over? I don't have the ring. He doesn't believe you. To... Well, can I talk to him? Uh, well, uh, yes. Cool. We'll have to... Ask him. We could set up a meeting. Yeah. Is there like a secretary? Like, should I just tell you? Are you going to come back to me? Like, Yeah, we'll come back to you. But like this time, maybe not like guns blazing and stuff. Just like with they, the time and date. They help each other to their feet, badly, badly burned by the, the energy of the moonbeam. And they said, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to Erstel and we'll, we'll set up a meeting and come tell you when and where he wants to meet you. Right, I don't know if you're really going to do that. You just I, shot him. Do I believe them? or? Uh, make an inside check. Okay. Uh, all right. It sounds convincing to me. Like they, they seem, I don't know, they seem honest. It was like a, it was like a seven. Okay. They I seem mean, like honest, no do-batters, lying pieces of garbage, but that's fine. Can I try the insight? Absolutely. Sixteen. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, you can kind of get a read on them. They're they're mostly just interested in survival, but in order to survive, they are willing to tell Erstel whatever they have to. Uh, and honestly, they have, a no, they have no personal stake in, in this ring thing. They're just trying to do their job. So they, okay. they, they will probably do what they, what, what they say. All right. Y'all do what you said now. Yeah, let them know. The yeah. Still- <laughs> yeah, let them know Tuesdays are best for me. <laughs> okay. They will go limping off um, away from you at this point. Bye. Drive safe. <laughs> Evelyn kind of dusts herself off and, like, alights on the ground and, oh, turns off the moonbeam. Sorry about that, Jarlaxle. We just sometimes, you know, really involved in the community here and things just sometimes, you know, there are business things we have to deal with. Hey, didn't Diaz tell you to ask him something? Right. Yes. 
it seems like a very awkward time for me to do that right now, but I suppose since you brought it up, that would be fine. I just got shot and we got seven Char- minutes. Char- you should probably ask him. Charlock's able to say, there will be other times. You don't, don't worry about it. We, we should get back. Okay. God damn it. Cool. Yes. And who knows, if, if these ones came after you, there might be more of them threatening your friends. I mean, just incidentally, though, um, did you ever meet Andrew Morn? Andrew Morn, Andrew Morn. That name rings a distant bell. Let me think about it. Okay. Um, and, uh, and he asks, actually, he says, is there any relation to Randall Morn? Yes. Hmm. Yes, perhaps we have met. I will ruminate. Uh, okay, Strix, you're back at the house. Yep, here it comes. You've got all. You've got the goodies. Uh, as much yep. as the, all the ingredients that you are not waiting on are, are ready to go, yeah. and you're you're making, you're laying the groundwork. You've got the 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 crust and everything ready. I've got Albie helping me too. Excellent, excellent. He's he's a great little helper. Mm-hmm. Uh, the probably the first person to come back will be Dirna. Dirna, was there anything that you intended to do on your way back after escaping Thrakus's butcher shop? Yeah, tell the cops that he's serving people. <laughs> there are no city watch in the field ward at all. Okay, well, I guess I'll go back because the only cop I know is Squidley's dad. <laughs> okay. Yes, so you make your way back, uh, having left the pies... No, I have the pies. Okay, so you, you have the ten pies. Um, and when you transported, you transported yeah. with all the pies? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I can bring stuff with me. Yeah, okay. That's awesome. Uh, so you have, the, you have the pies, and yeah. uh, you show up back at the Waffle House. And, uh, Strix is there in the kitchen with the albino beholder, baby beholder. I go up to Strix, I put a hand on her shoulder, I'm like... Strix. Yes. The guy was serving people, like human. That was oh. the secret ingredient. The secret ingredient was human, so I think we can get him arrested. Well, that's we can tell Diaz when he comes back. Yeah, tell can, your boyfriend. I don't know what that means. So I am going to say thank you that you survived. Excellent brownie points for you. Brownie points. Uh, I'm very good at surviving. I've been doing it for thousands of years. Really? That long? I thought you were like 19. Oh, no. Um, Shatterkai look very young when they're on the Prime Material plane. But if I went, uh, if I was on the Shadowfell, I'd look like super desiccated and old. Wow. Death, you return back with Critter, having retrieved the chest. You can see it's got an old barnacle-encrusted lock on it that you're looking forward to, uh-huh. to opening. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's got it's got a couple starfish clinging to it, um, yeah. uh, but you're able to return with the apparatus in working condition, and uh, have uh, Grinda actually has a small little cart you can have. She uses it when she goes shopping, but you can put the chest on it and wheel it away. I'll be sure to return it. Yeah. Does there appear to be white lichen on the outside of this chest? Uh, there isn't, but on your return um, with the chest in your custody, you can scrape some lichen off of the ship 
that you crashed into. Yeah. Oh, for the record, Dieth definitely sent Critter out into the water to do that. <laughs> right. Then Critter was definitely eaten by a shark. Oops. <laughs> 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 Look at this totally large shrimp. So Dieth comes back and starts like, where's Critter? <laughs> blub, 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 blub. No worries. He'll be back. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so DF comes back with this chest and some lichen. And no critter. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cop Dad. Yeah, I can't tell yeah. if that was a bit or not. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, uh, you still have critter. Okay. Okay, yeah, we never know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good job, critter. You get you get paid extra in uh, old socks, which I think is what you like. I'm not sure. Yeah, Dierney's immediately going to DF and just, like, drops the crate of yeah. pies in front of him and, like... These pies have people in them. You need to go arrest someone. Ooh, yes. Can I try one? No, 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 Critter, no. Those no, are off limits. No. no, the. I mean, they're they're safe to eat, but they're evidence. Yeah, the dragonborn is serving people apparently. Yeah, so you need to go yeah, arrest them so we can win that contest. Them. And I'm going to take this lichen. Do we know if it's poison? I'm going to test if it's poison. You don't I'd, need. I'll do that. Or do you know why don't you test if it's poison? I I can just cast purify food and drink and purify whatever we make. So. There we'll just go. not be poisonous, and we'll have all okay. the good lichen Great. flavor. All right. Great. Uh, this is definitely not us being wrangled into some sort of assassination attempt. That good. Yes. Yeah. The next. Also, you found a chest. Good for you. The, Thank the, you. The next to return are Perlock and Warrington. You can see they're covered with dust. Oh. But wait, they're not. <laughs> just uh, before he pushes down the tower, I say, "Wait, I have Plan A one and one half, and I cast spiritual weapon as a giant pair of kitchen shears, sixty feet above my head, and." <laughs> oh, you're going to snip off some branches? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay, just make an attack roll. Uh, it was a f- 19. Great. Uh, so you snip off a branch of the tree, and uh, Warrington successfully catches it. And so they come back with this tree branch over their shoulder with some pears hanging off it. Yay! All right, I immediately grab the pears and the lichen, just like, <laughs> and I'm like, all right, we're going to get this done real fast. And I go back into the kitchen, and I'm like, talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to cast Guidance on Strix. I'm going to eat human pie. What is Guidance? <laughs> <laughs> you basically just get an extra D4 on a skill mm. check. Humans oh, is nice. so tasty. I don't know what buffs feel like, so I'm like, I'm itchy. <laughs> Evelyn, yeah, people don't cast these things on me. Evelyn, yeah, to last more than an hour, please consult a doctor. Evel, oh, right. Evelyn and Paulton, you come home to find chaos. Everybody's there. You can hear their voices in the kitchen. Just crazy. Did Jarlaxle not come with us? He's with you as well. Yeah, Deirna, tell Jarlaxle about the people. And Jarlaxle, the secret ingredient was people. <gasps> so it was literally the friends you made along the way. Oh, good. More <laughs> human pie. <laughs> Did they specify specify age of the secret ingredient? No. Okay. I I don't think that makes too much of a difference. You don't want to be ageist, Paulton. Yeah, Paulton, don't be ageist. Diaz, have you reported this to the city watch yet? I just found out. Well, you're the captain of the card. Yeah, you better go report this. Yeah, this is idiot. Your job. <laughs> I hear everyone arguing, and it's going to make the pie taste worse. Look what I found. <laughs> it's so great. We're all happy for you. We're also all yelling at you. It's okay. I can call Todd. No, D- this is Diaz's sole responsibility. He's, but he's busy he is, with that chest he he's found. He's the chosen one. He is. 
Gridley's dad. Perhaps we should all leave Strix to her work at this point in time. I'm leaving Strix to her work. You're doing great, Strix. She just ignores you. <laughs> Thank you. It's all I want. All right. Strix, make a performance check. Oh, here it comes. You get an extra damn it. You can use, you can use uh, now performance is normally charisma based, which is kind of your strong stat, okay. right? All right, that's, uh, hold on. So you, then I add just the basic charisma bonus. Add your charisma and then a D4 for the guidance. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you are 21. Being, and, and you're being assisted, so you can make another roll and see if that's higher. Oh. It's not. 21. Okay. 21. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yes, you, uh, through the night, uh, as DF is uh, ogling over his chest, um, <laughs> You let, you let the pie bake. The scent of the pie wafts through the Waffle House, and it smells absolutely delightful. And when it comes out, you're very, very proud of it. Yay! And I made it look pretty, too, this yes. time. And uh, uh, Jarlaxle says he has some things to deal with when night falls. He, he, he is a night creature, as he says, and goes out to amuse himself, leaving you alone. Uh, Wait, the- you said you'd pay us extra. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, for finding out it was people. Absolutely, he will. And uh, he's, he's very grateful he would not have thought of people. Um, and uh, 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 so, yes, he will, he, will give you, he will give you a beautiful purple velvet pouch uh, in which uh, is contained 30 platinum pieces. What? I will give, the, I will give everyone else five. Nope. But total. isn't that for the company? You know, for the, the company. This I did all the work. I almost don't. Oh, Dierna almost died. It's fine. We've all almost and also repeatedly died. Yes. I will give Paulton one platinum piece and another glass of wine. And, Stri- and uh, Jarlaxa will lean into Strix and says, and if you ever want a secret partner in this endeavor, I'd be happy to help fund this operation that you have going. Uh, that would be great. I don't know what money is. Can you talk to DF? I will go talk to DF. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, the next day, Jarlaxle will return with Ranzin Shobal, a half-elf, a sort of heavy-set half-elf, a pie critic. And have you done anything to dress up the Waffle House? Um, I've probably asked Evelyn to make it look nice. Oh, Evelyn made it insta-perfect. Yeah. She has, like, a welcome packet for him when he comes in the house, talking about the historical significance of the Waffle House and how it inspires the food, and um, lists all of the hashtags that are frequently used to describe the shop. Uh, We put some tablecloths down and mm -hmm. stuff. Yep, some flowers. And there's candles, but, like, the candles are only the candles, like, Strix uses for spells, so they're all just, like, black and kind of trippy. He took his chest up into his room, but hasn't opened it yet. Okay. He's just too excited. Savoring, savoring. He's just so excited. It's like he can't open the present. Yeah. yeah. It is It is exactly sort of the picture-perfect sea chest that, that D.F. always imagined finding as a kid. Uh, and, and it's full of spiders. Yes. So Ran, uh, <laughs> Ranzin will have a seat, uh, and he'll tuck in his bib and uh, draw his own utensils. Of course. And, and wait for the, the pie to be presented before him. And you can see there are a couple sycophants who are kind of with him. They just sort of hover off in the distance 
one of them's got a little notepad to take down every word that he says. All right. Um, yeah, Strix. She gonna. Del- I guess she'll deliver. Strix will deliver the pie, but she'll before she does, she'll actually use prestidigitation on herself to mm-hmm. clean herself up. Okay. Like she will actually be clean. Very good. And like kind of pull her hair back, like when it was in the fancy, mm-hmm. like the fancy ball kind of episode or episode. And so she'll actually be clean. And uh, her clothes will still be kind of messed up, but she doesn't smell bad right now. So she'll deliver the pie. All right. And uh, he will begin to eat it. And as he does, he closes his eyes. And and then after taking a couple bites, he takes his handkerchief off and sets it down beside him. And he stands up and he looks at you. And then Strix, he grabs you and kisses you on the cheeks. Ah! Mwah! Mwah! Oh, oh, can't do that. And she's like, what Dude. was that for? That was for giving me the perfect pie. Yay, we did it! Did you hear that? Everyone, oh my gosh. we can stop pretending to be put together. And then he bursts. Then he bursts into flames. Wow, it's really good. And becomes a and and cringes, uh, falls back into his chair as a charred corpse. Uh, What was that supposed to happen? And his assistants drop everything that they're holding and run screaming out the door. I don't think that mistakers. was supposed to happen. I, I, no, I, no, it was, there was nothing in it. There was nothing bad in it. I made Strix, it. Strix, Strix, your pie was fucking lit, bro. <laughs> and that's where we'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> he, he appears to have died the same way as Father Luke Sunbright. Great. Oh, no! Uh-huh. Mm. That's great. Oh, well, you know, it couldn't just be a perfect pie. No, it wasn't It was really pie. wholesome until that moment. I thought that maybe he just burst into flames because his life was complete, and that's how he wanted to die. Yeah, <laughs> I thought, like, I have no other reason to live. I'm out. Yeah. yeah his soul just descended. getting framed for murder. Ugh. Again. But uh, Jarlaxle tells you that he'll clean up the mess. Great, <laughs> Jarlaxle, oh, what? Oh, no. Wow. Oh, no. Oh, man. Oh, dear. Sounds like... I have a this. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, can I tell Jarlaxle, can you get his assistance so they know that, like, I didn't kill him? Oh, they're already dead. What? Uh... You know what? At this point... I like this guy. At this point, sure. Critter, be quiet! Uh, and uh, he, he says as I said the only thing you need to know about me is I don't like to lose oh no guess we'll deal with that next Tuesday yeah but before then what's happening oh wait Pack South Yay. the Waffle Crew is convening for a very special live episode Holly, Anna, Jared and Nathan are going to be DMing each other through scenarios that I have prepared for them and sealed in envelopes. 
So that I got I got a FedEx envelope yesterday with multicolored, beautiful envelopes inside that each had our names <laughs> and a post-it note that said, with love from Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I'm and very I'm excited. Terrified. But very yeah, excited. Um, we will be at PAX South. We will be doing lots of things. Really quickly, here's our schedule. That live game that Chris just mentioned where he is DMing by proxy with these envelopes in something that we, we will be just as surprised as you are because we are not opening them until we get there. That's at 2 p.m. in the main theater on Friday. We also have our Ask the Waffle Crew Anything panel that will be live and streamed, and that's going to be at 4.30 p.m. on Saturday. And these are all uh, San Antonio times. So uh, be sure to look up what time it is in Texas, if you don't know. And then on Sunday at 2 p.m., we have an official signing, official pack signing. So you can find us in the signing area for a couple hours where we will be happy to put our name on anything that you throw in our face. Most anything, I would say. Um, and then no poisonous pies, please. No. Um, and we will also be appearing at the Idol Champions booth to say hi to you at 4.30 on Friday and 2.30 on Saturday, if you want to come by there and probably pick up some codes and also say hi to us. Also, wow, look at that fly shirt that Nate's wearing. It come says on, crying man. is a free action. Guess what? It's official Waffle Crew merch, and it's going to be available at PAX South. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be in Brandland, along with our icon pullover, the sweatshirt with all the character icons on it. Um, and our suboptimal shirt, as well as a very limited number of pop sockets and pins with the Everything is Fine waffle. So you can find our booth in Brandland if you want to pick some of those up. And every time we talk about this, I get a deluge of tweets saying, are they going to be available online? The answer is we are working on it, but not right now. Sorry. That's all. That's all. Yay. South. And thank you to the chicken foot coven for coming back yes. and not dying. Yes. Yay. I Yay. think things, things were pretty sketchy when the shadow Kai was sent off all by her lonesome, but she acquitted, <laughs> yes. her, she acquitted herself beautifully. Uh, so uh, they are going to, uh, so we'll probably see um, Deirna and Perlock and Critter around again. Who knows? But thank you guys. It's been a great pleasure having you. And thank um, you. as always, thanks for bringing the adventure and the fun. Yay. Thanks for having us. Yeah, there's... Well, it was fantastic. We made the perfect pie before it was murder, so you should be <laughs> proud of yourselves. And we had underwater treasure hunting adventure. That's pretty yeah. cool. Crap. Yes. That's pretty cool. Yes. We also have a subreddit that you can go to. I'm spamming that link. All right. Any other business? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, have a safe travels, everybody, to PAX South. Thank you. We'll miss you, Chris. All right. Uh, yeah, we yeah. will. It'll be fine. <laughs> All right. And hope everybody can tune in Friday for uh, episode 125. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.